0: Why, why, why do you follow this franchise? Why, two days before our most blessed holiday, would you have pressed play? On a show with this title. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. This is the show title you pressed. It comes your way every weekday, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins for people who are more sane than you less patient than you. You you come with some flaws, but you also come with some virtues. Why do you do it? Why are you paying attention to the prospects in this system? Why are you presuming the payroll will ever go up? Never mind whether there's a salary cap system or a salary cap type system installed along the way. Why do you look at Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes and think they could be part of the next whatever when they're already in their mid-20s? Why do you think this franchise will ever add another World Series championship even a division championship. Why do you think that? Because you have to. You have to be doing that. In order to be still following along. Fandom is ultimately about hope. The moment you lose the hope. You're out as a fan. Oh, you can tell yourself... That you've lost hope. You can tell yourself, I've given up on this team. I just watch now because of dot, dot, dot. But you're lying. If that's what you're saying. When you're watching the Pittsburgh Pirates, particularly through a season like 2021, with 101 losses to more than offset those 61 wins, you are still somehow some way doing so with a measure of hope. When Jacob Stallings hits that grand slam at PNC Park, you, you know, I saw you. I saw what you were doing. When the Pirates back in April climbed a game over 500 at 12 and 11. By beating the Royals, who at the time had Major League Baseball's best record, you're thinking we can show God oh, we can do that, you know? I saw you. You know when else I saw you? Final weekend, the season. The final week really, Rowanzi Contreras comes up and everyone's like, yeah, hashtag Rowanzi Day, you know, just like they were doing in Altoona. Let's see that hundred mile an hour heat, kid even though he really wasn't in position to do that. He threw three pretty decent innings, and you allowed your hope to get up. And then O'Neill Cruz comes up for the final weekend, and it's like, there he is. There's the next, oh, I don't want to say great, attach anything to him, but the next really good ball player we're going to have. He's here. This is cool. He shows up on all the prospect lists. Him and Reynolds and Hayes and um someone they're going to make for a really good ball club at some point soon. You had hope. You definitely had hope. And you're hanging on. You're unquestionably hanging on. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. Where Mike Sukic and all of the great workers there have created an environment that is unparalleled for people who love baseball in Pittsburgh. From front to back, floor to ceiling, uh, everything about the place is personally acquired memorabilia that Mike has picked up over the years. To give that place the feel of a real baseball bar, which we obviously don't have otherwise in Pittsburgh, You don't have to walk in there wondering whether you're uh, intruding on a Steelers thing or a Penguins thing or whatever. Not that they don't, you know, cater to fans of all teams, but he wanted a place right there across Federal Street from PNC Park where people could feel like, yeah, it's all right to like baseball around here. Check out North Shore Tavern, and when you go, make sure to wish the staff there and Mike, Uh, A Merry Christmas on our behalf as well. They've been great supporters of this show and of DK Pittsburgh Sports for a long time. Proud, proud independent business. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The Pirates, as an institution, supersede everything that we see right now. That's the best way that I can word this. I've used that one in writing a lot in recent years. They supersede the results. They supersede the approach. They supersede the current owner of the franchise. The Pirates are bigger than Bob Nutting. The Pirates don't belong to Bob Nutting. I have said this to Bob Nutting himself. Not in a mean way not in an unprofessional way. I've said it as someone who has soaked in the 136-year history of this franchise and what it's meant to this city, the city of Pittsburgh. And the Pirates are part of this city in a way that even the Steelers and the Penguins could never be. I don't say that lightly. I follow those other two teams just as closely, believe me. But you can't compare 136 years of history. You can't weigh something against not just the five World Series championships, but the countless contentions along the way, the markers that have been set through some of those championships. 1960 obviously jumps out because of Maz's home run and beating the Yankees and everything, but it also goes all the way back to 1903 when the Pirates were half responsible for creating the World Series. When Barney Dreyfus challenged the Boston Americans, the team from the other league, to meet up in a matchup of powerhouses and Boston won that one. The Pirates and that same group, or close to that same group, bounced back and beat Ty Cobb and the Detroit Tigers in 1909. The 1925 World Series, in which the Pirates took down the Washington Senators and the great Walter Big Train Johnson, the greatest pitcher of his generation, came with maybe the greatest Game 7 ever played in baseball, but one that nobody, not even historians, talk about. 1971, Roberto Clemente is the World Series MVP, the same year that the Pirates and Danny Murtaugh sent out onto the field, the first ever all-black lineup. 1979, the family, 13 Hall of Famers, Along the way, including the greatest shortstop who ever lived, Hannes Wagner. And Clemente. And Willie Stargill And Ralph Kiner. And so many more. This team means so much to baseball. And I'm not going to turn this into a negative today, but I'm not going to lie to you either. The reason that it comes up is that occasionally you will see someone. and It happens a lot locally, but it happens on the outside too. And when it happens on the outside, it really bugs me. Like if you're from here, you can say whatever you want. I've always kind of felt that way. But when you're on the outside saying things like the Pirates should be contracted or relocated or something like that, you don't understand baseball you don't understand what the pirates mean to baseball. You don't understand that across the island of Puerto Rico, there are innumerable statues of a man who is now treated as, and I'm not saying this um, in some metaphorical way, I mean this literally, a saint. Roberto Clemente is treated as, As a saint, he is revered as a saint on that island. And that saint, everywhere that he's commemorated, whether it's in Puerto Rico, whether it's in New York with the massive population of Puerto Ricans there, or whether it's right here in our home, is wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates jersey. Across the scope of Major League Baseball, every year they celebrate Roberto Clemente Day and when they do so, everyone across baseball pauses for a second and thinks about the image of a ball player wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates jersey. If you ever, ever, from out of town, say something about this franchise's place in the majors, based on where it is now, whether it's because of a cheapskate owner or because of a Ridiculously imbalanced economic system, or combination of all of that, or more, and you're not recognizing what the pirates have meant to get baseball where it is, to what it's become. You're not even a baseball fan, you're not even someone who's worth having a discussion with about baseball. those of you who follow along still, those of you who pay attention, those of you who track the prospects and curse the screen at Miguel Del Pozo or, oh, let me think of somebody else, Kai Tom, someone like that, you're doing it because you have hope. You're doing it not only, I believe, out of appreciation for what the institution has meant you're also doing it because you think that someday it's going to get good again this program is for you I'm here to criticize this team to criticize the GM to criticize the manager and you'd better believe to criticize the owner as we go along But I'm not here to say that the Pirates don't matter because that would be factually incorrect. When we come back, just one question. it's time for j1q and it comes from swan today who asks can we as fans really do anything to change the pirates my answer to that has always been yes it might not feel that way but it is that way i'm gonna go back here to the summer of 2019 when it became Painfully obvious to anyone who did care about the franchise that this management team needed to go. The one where Frank Coonley was team president and Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark were running baseball ops. They needed to go. In August of that year, I made the decision to open every single baseball column that I wrote, even game columns. Home and road wins or losses with the same two words. Fire everyone. Understanding that you can't fire an owner? My thinking was that if this owner didn't get rid of these guys, then this owner is going to be exposed in the worst way as not caring at all. And then the season ended, and only Clint Hurdle was fired. And I cranked it up. And I went after the one person who was left who could do something about this, and that was the owner. And I reminded people of what you just heard in that opening segment, and that is that it's our team, meaning as a city, not his. And the hashtag came out, our team, not his. And it i got to admit to you, it, it caught fire a lot more than I thought it would. On DK Pittsburgh Sports, we're a subscription site, so we're not going to be as accessible, our content, to everyone as maybe a more mainstream operation would be. But I made that column free. It wasn't behind any kind of a subscription barrier or anything like that and it it took off and it got attention of people inside 115 federal and it did very much get the attention of the owner now to what extent i have no idea but i do know this the owner read it he heard what was in there he heard the spirit with which it was intended And he heard from others, and he saw the reaction to it. So I don't think it was about the column itself as much as the reaction to it, if that makes sense. He heard from people who are civic leaders. He heard from sponsors. He heard from season ticket holders. He heard from people inside his own building. And then he went and he fired everyone which I did not see coming at all. Out went Coonley. Out went Huntington. Out went Stark. Out went everyone who mattered. He ate, Nutting did, $17 million for those people to go away. Say what you want. Oh, his payroll's so low. He can afford it. He's a billionaire, whatever else. But he still didn't have to do that. He still could have just held on to those people and said, you know what, we're right and you're wrong. And he didn't. Fired them. All of them. And I'll hear occasionally from people, why'd you change your tune on nutting? Why did you, you used to say our team not his, and then you went soft on nutting. He goes, soft? I asked in those columns again and again and again and again and again for him to fire everyone. What did he do? He fired everyone. And then he went and made what appear to be the right types of hires with the right types of attitudes and approaches, although Ben Charrington and his group still have a lot to prove, as does Travis Williams in the front office. There's miles and miles to go here, but the hires themselves... Were locally lauded even by people who never, ever have a good thing to say about the Pirates. This is my roundabout way of answering your question Can the fans make a difference? That's what you asked, Swan. And I'm here to tell you that they can and that they have. They have. Column is a column. But if fans don't have a reaction to it, none of that happens. Fans did have one. Fans spoke up. Fans spoke up as a group. I didn't have some, you know, weirdo protest at the ballpark where everybody gets up in some middle inning, if you remember that thing or whatever, and, and then everyone laughs about it, including on the TV broadcast, and it's just universally mocked. They made a difference by letting it be known that they care, letting it be known that what the team was doing at the time with this management team wasn't good enough. If the fans wanted to take that further, they could do that. If the fans wanted to have, I don't know, going over the top here, but like daily demonstrations out in front of the Willie Stargill statue, They could do that. They'd get all kinds of news attention and whatever else here. The fans can do anything, and it would have an impact. There's no doubt about that. But the problem with a concept like that is you need to have a lot of people to do that. And with all due respect to those of you who did press play today, it's not a lot of people that are still holding out that hope. I think it's latent among a lot of people, but I don't think it's active. I think it's actually a very low number of people who are actively holding out hope. And that, in turn, makes it really hard to have any kind of unified, meaningful voice with these things. My own feeling, as I've expressed many, many times, is I am eagerly willing to give Charrington, Williams, Shelton, and the rest of this group a fair chance. But as we enter into 2022, it's time. It's time to start showing it. This isn't an eight-year, nine-year project. You can't pull that off here. This is Pittsburgh. We've seen 136 years of baseball. We know what it looks like. We're not going to be St. Petersburg, Florida and wait forever. you got to do it in 2022. You've got to at least take a meaningful step. You've got to restore, among more people, hope. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas and thinks nothing but Happy baseball thoughts through the entire holiday weekend. The happiest of all being that we don't see it for another two years because they'll bring in a salary gap. I'll talk to everybody on Monday.